Psalm 62, verse 8. I just want to walk us through that psalm. The psalm of David. And, um, and we're not quite sure what the situation was, but he was facing opposition from enemies. There was trouble in the world. There was chaos. There were those who were wanting to bring him down, to kill him, assassinate him, get him off the throne. And he writes this song, which is a prayer and a song and a declaration about his God, who his God is to him. And I want to just pull out four things about prayer very quickly tonight. I've just called it four P's of prayer. You know, if you know my preaching, I'm not into the whole like alliteration, four P's of this and five J's of this and but it just happens to have worked out this way and if I did manipulate one to become an extra P you can forgive me um, and I'll tell you what they are and we're going to see them in the psalm as we quickly read through it first one is um, as we live in evil days as we have around us the decaying of the cities and kingdoms of this world. You just look at the campuses, you look at the schools, you look at the corruption in our government, you look at the poverty, you look at the chaos in our education system, um, in, in the medical system, the, the complete uh, lack of justice that we see, corruption. You, you look around you in South Africa as a South African and you just think, we live in evil days. We live in days where it, it could go so horribly wrong and so many people could get hurt and these are the days that David is in exactly the same in fact he's probably facing more danger than you were uh, you are and yet here are these things number one is we must be patient in prayer and secondly we must be praising in prayer in evil days, be patient in prayer and praise God in prayer. Thirdly, you must be pouring your heart out in prayer. Pour your heart out. And number four, you must keep your perspective in prayer. And that's exactly what Julia's word was telling us to do. And I may repeat some of what she said. It's a good word. A word from the Lord. To the chief musician, to Jeduthun, a psalm of David. Truly, so this is to be patient in prayer, verses 1 to 4. Truly my soul silently waits for God. From Him comes my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. How long will you, my enemy, attack a man? You shall be slain, all of you. Like a leaning wall and a tottering fence. They only consult to cast the man down who they hate, which was him. They just consult to, to, to bring me down from my high position. They delight in lies. They bless with their mouth, but they curse inwardly. David was in, in 
tremendously treacherous days. And maybe it is that you feel we are living in treacherous days. Maybe you feel there's an enemy of your soul that wants to bring you down from your call and your anointing. That's what David, he was called and anointed as king of Israel. And these men, these enemies wanted to bring him off the throne. Well, maybe you feel like your calling is just not unfolding. Where is it, God? What have you made me for, God? When will my gifts express themselves and bear fruit, God, in your kingdom? And, and everything around me seems to be wanting to bring me down from my calling, my anointing. Maybe it's not just for you as an individual. And, and as for David, his calling was wrapped up in the calling of God's people. He was anointed as king of God's people. And maybe you are frustrated by the enemies of the church. Maybe you look at the church in our day, as I do, and you long for more. Do you long for more? You read stories of days gone by when there have been revivals, where there have been great men of God who have been raised up, and their voice literally has captivated the world. And you say, God, we live in such a godless generation. And you feel like God's people, the call on God's people, the glory of the church, the light to the nations, everything we're supposed to be, where is it? And David says, my soul truly waits silently for God. You must be patient in prayer. In the worst of evil days, why? Because he says, He only is my rock. He is my defense. There's a time where Jesus said to His disciples, oh, you know, a whole lot of people were leaving. He said, are you going to go too? And Peter, inspired by the Holy Spirit, he says, well, where else are we going to go? You've got the words of life. Where else are you going to go? Some of you are deeply frustrated as you sit here tonight. You, you feel like you've prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. You've been faithful to pray. You say, no, I have prayed. And I've been praying for a long time and it never happens. God never answers my prayers. Well, where else are you going to go? God is your refuge and fortress. He is your salvation. And while you wait, He will strengthen you. I will not be greatly moved, says David. Wait on God. Be patient in prayer. Listen to what the unjust judge said. You know the parable. And he told the parable to teach those who were prayers that they ought not to lose heart in prayer. Pray with patience. Secondly, verses 5 to 7. Be praising in prayer. My soul, wait silently for God alone. For my expectation is from Him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory. He is the rock of my strength. He's my refuge. He is my God. Praise Him in prayer. Tell Him He is your God.
God, you are my God. I love you, God, and I'll serve you, God, as you give me strength. I'll be patient. I'll wait. You'll strengthen me. But, God, I do this because you are the one who gives strength. You are the rock. You are the one who brings salvation. You are the one who defends your people. You're faithful to your promises. You're the one who holds us steady. You're the one who, who, who gives us glory. You're the one who raises us up. You're the one who gives us strength when we need it. You're the one who's our refuge. It's you, God. It's all about you. You are God. There is something about when you're in your, your trial, when you're in your frustration, about declaring who God is to you that glorifies God. He's pleased with it. It's a, it's a sweet smelling aroma on His altar. If you will declare who He is, even in the midst of your frustration, be praising in prayer. Thirdly, be pouring out your heart in prayer. Trust in Him at all times, you people, says David. Trust in Him at all times. Pour out your heart before God. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. Where's the refuge? Where where do we find safety? Where do we find comfort and peace from the storm? An encouragement. Where do we feel the eagle's wings begin to flutter in the wind again? As we, our hearts are raised. And where, you, where will you find the refuge of God? You will find it in pouring your heart out to Him. I want to ask you tonight, do you have a prayer life? Where you pour your heart out to God. Where you go into your bedroom and you close the door. And you cry and you weep. And you share your biggest dreams with Him. And you share your disappointments and your failures and your frustrations. And your pain and, you, and, your, and your stresses and, and your excitements. And the things that you can't wait to do. And, and the tasks that you have for that day. Do you pour your heart out to God? God wants you to pour your heart out to Him. He wants you to tell Him everything that's on your mind. Do you do that? Do you have a relationship with God? You can have one. Will you pour your shame out to Him? Will you tell Him about your sin? About your struggle? About your stumbling? About how ashamed you are? Of what you've done again. He wants you to. He invites you to. Everything that's on your heart. Throw off all of the constraints. Throw off off, of any kind of of traditional understanding of what you should do when you pray in this category and that category. Just get alone with God and pour your heart out to Him. Because he's a refuge for us. And then lastly, have perspective in prayer. Listen to the words of David. Surely men of low degree of vapor, men of high degree are a lie. If they're weighed in the scales, they're altogether lighter than vapor. There's something about prayer that can give you perspective again on what's happening in the world. 
Jacob Zuma, Proven, Gordon, corruption, the watchdogs, the, the money, the Russians, the... You, you put it all together, you know how significant it is. You put it in the scales, it's, it's like vapor. It's completely irrelevant. Just get some perspective. Our God is sovereign. He is a great God. And He is working out His plan. Just get some perspective. Do not trust in oppression. Do not vainly hope in robbery. If riches increase, don't set your heart on them. Take all the money in the world. You put it in the scales and you weigh it against this God. It's, it's nothing. It means nothing. God has spoken once. Twice I have heard this. There's only a couple of times in Scripture that happens where God is said to be speaking twice about the same thing. And when it happens, in the New Testament it talks about God confirming by way of oath, when he repeats himself, by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every matter is established. That's a principle in God himself. When he says something twice, he's basically saying everything I say is true, but this I want you to mark it. You can take this to the eternal bank, so to speak. God has spoken once, twice, I have heard this, that power belongs to God. Keep your perspective in prayer. While you have to wait silently on God and be patient in prayer, and while you have to keep praising God in prayer and keep honoring Him for who He is, and while you are invited to pour out your heart to God in prayer, and you pour out your frustrations and your heartbreaks and your tears, in all that, remember this. With God there is power. He can do what you're asking Him to do. It's not all silence and patience and one-way communication and praising a God who doesn't hear prayer, who praising a God who doesn't act on behalf of His saints. It's not all one-way traffic. God is a God of power. He can do anything He wants. He can do the thing that you ask Him for and He can do it in a night. He can do it in a heartbeat. He can do it. He's a God of unlimited power. We have no idea how powerful this being is. He is staggering in power. He is unlimited in power. Keep your perspective in prayer. He can do it. You say the thing that I ask for when I pour my heart out, it's impossible. It's been too long. The, the, the stakes are too high. I'm too weak. I don't have the wisdom. I don't have the opportunity. I don't have the relationships. I, I, I don't have the ability. I, I could, this will never, ever happen. With God, all things are possible. Keep your perspective in prayer. Last piece of perspective. He says, with God, there is power. I've heard that once. I've heard it twice. Power belongs to God. Also, to you, O Lord, belongs <coughs> mercy. Keep your perspective in prayer. For you render to each one according to his work. To those who are proud... And crafty, God shows himself shrewd 
and the one who brings down the haughty. But to those who are humble, he shows himself merciful. He is a gracious God. He loves you. He loves you. If you feel shame, if you feel shame for sin here tonight, and, and you can't remember the last time you actually got alone with God and you poured your heart out to Him in prayer because you feel so full of shame, just, just keep your perspective. Yes, you're a sinner, but God is merciful. He's a good God. He shows mercy to the sinner. You, you feel like your heart is broken. You, you feel like there's been so much heartbreak in your life. Just keep your perspective. God does not stand aloof in heaven, enjoying His power while you suffer. He feels your pain. Now, there is mystery in that. We can't explain why God allows all the things He allows in this world. But this He has shown us. He is not divorced from the pain of this world. He feels the pain of this world. He feels your pain. In fact, He came down out of heaven and He stepped into the very worst of it. He took on the greatest of all shame and all pain. And He bore it for you. His heart is moved by your pain. That's not just some preacher's false encouragement. I'm hoping you can grasp this tonight, that whatever it is that is breaking your heart here tonight, that whatever that brings you frustration and pain, God genuinely feels that pain with you tonight. He does. Yes, He does. And He will walk with you in it. No matter how unworthy you feel, He's with you. He loves you. Keep your perspective as you're patient, as you praise Him, as you pour your heart out. Remember, He's merciful and He's powerful. Amen. 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 Well, let's pray. Lord, we, we thank you for your word. Lord, I, I thank you for this 24-7 prayer initiative. Because it, it comes from the heart of a group of people who, who want to wait for you, Lord. They, they're willing to wait upon God and seek Him and be patient in prayer. So here we are, God. We're not in any rush, Lord. Here we are. Wait for you, God. Truly my soul silently waits for God. 
Lord, we wait for you because you're the one who saves us. You're our rock, Lord. You're our defense. You're the one who holds us steady in all the trials of life, whether it's the trials of this country that break our hearts, Lord, and yours, or whether it's the trials of our own lives. God, it's you who will hold us. So we wait for you, God. People wait for trains. People wait for buses. People wait for movies. They wait in line for coffee. And God, we, we wait for you. We want to wait for you, God. Lord, we, we praise you, Lord. We praise you in prayer that you are the only God. There is no other God. You are God above. Blessed be your glorious name, which is exalted, God, above all blessing and praise. God, we cannot bless and praise you as we ought to. Your name is high above God. Jesus, your name is high above. Your name, Lord, at your name, demons tremble. At your name, God, the earth will melt with fire. We praise you. You are the creator of the heavens and the earth. Lord, by faith we believe that you made everything from nothing. You're awesome, God. You're awesome. And we worship you. We praise you, God. God of all creation. Lord, you made the earth and everything on it. You made the heavens and the heaven of heavens. You made the angels, God. You made the demons. You made Satan himself owes his existence to you. You are the creator of time itself. It's your creature. You do with it as you will. Lord, you're an awesome being. You made the seas, the vast oceans, God, you made them, and everything in them, all the teeming, swimming hosts of fish in all the oceans, you made them. They're yours. They belong to you. We praise you. God, you, you made us. You knit us together in our mother's wombs. We're fearfully, we're wonderfully made, each one of us, Lord. Let, us, let, let our souls know that very well tonight. You made us. You, you, you crafted every soul in this room. And somehow you got that soul to be inside a body. I don't know how you did it, God, but it's amazing. And we praise you for it. You're an awesome God. And you're a God who saves from sin. You're a savior, Jesus. That's what, your, that's what your name means, Savior. And we love you, Jesus. We praise you. 
And Lord, we, we do pour out our, our hearts, Lord, as, as each of the saints thinks about their own life. God, just hear the silent cries of their hearts. even as we wait on God in silence just 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 pour out your heart to God on on, on something that 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 thing that's troubling you or exciting you just pour it out to him now he wants you to just take it to him God, I'm, I'm so encouraged even as I, I've just poured out something to you from my own heart, Lord. I'm so encouraged that with you there is power. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. God, we do commit our nation to you, Lord. We, we commit the corruption in the highest levels of our nation. We, we commit our education system, the universities, the schools, Lord, the, the legal system, the police, God, the medical care of our country. Lord, we, we commit what is a fractured and bleeding nation, Lord. We, we bring it to you, God. Oh, God, have mercy on South Africa, Lord, please, Lord. Lord, we pray for the peace of our nation, Lord. Because with you, there is power, Lord. You can do it, God. And Lord, we, we pray all this in Jesus' name, because in him there's mercy for us. Lord, Satan would, would try to tell us, you cannot pray, I saw the thing you did today. Well, there is my Savior hanging on a tree for me. You answer to that, Satan. You don't have an answer to that. There is my righteousness. Walking the dusty streets of Galilee in purity. There is my righteousness. Oh, Jesus, we love you, Lord. We're so grateful. So long, but uh, Enza had a word for us.